0: Today we're talking about taking haircuts. Um, in what way does a Nazir shave with, with the Nazir is pure, right? He makes it all the way to the end. And this is his final concluding ceremony. When precisely does, and we're going to talk about where and what he does with the hair. Okay, so we're starting off. When precisely does he cut his hair? Ha'yem Bishalosh Hatat olah alehem So he brings his three animals, hatat olah and shlamim, and he um, uh, uh, he does shocheta to the shlamim offering, and it's at that point that he cuts his hair. So it'll be after the shlamim. So in the order here, it looks like shlamim is the last one, and so he shaves at the end. There are those others who interpret it that the shlamim would be first. But uh, I think it's a clearer reading if we say chatat. Olah Shalamim, according to the Buda, that's when he shaves after uh, that's when he takes a haircut after all three and shaves. Rabi El Azad omed. Lohayamigalehlaha Ella Allah Hat Sha Hatat Godemit Pechomakom Vimgileh Alhat Mishilostan Yasa Rabbi El Azad, whoever disagrees and says the Khatat is first and he should shave after the first, after the Khatat. Um, and so uh, I think it's easiest to. Uh, so he says this line because the chatat is first. Based on that line, maybe the uh, is disagreeing with the order and saying Shalamim is first. And according to that interpretation, um, they all agree that it should be he should shave after the first sacrifice. It's just a question: is Shalamim first or is chatat first? But here the himself said chatat, Oda and Shalamim, Sounds like that's the order. They agree on the order. And so um, Rabbi Yudas is after the last one, the Shelamim, and Rabbi Elazar says after the first one, which is the Hatat. Um, however, that's all the techila. Vim gileach alachad mishelosh avad. If he shaved after any one of the three, that is fine. He fulfilled his obligation. Now, Rabban Shimon ben Omer, Rabban Ashbag is going to talk about actually a slightly different topic. Hevi shelosh bemot velo pidesh. Generally, when you uh, designate the animals, you say this is going to be for my chatat, this is going to be for my shelamim, and so on. Um, But if you brought the three animals but did not designate which is going to be which, well, then you don't—it doesn't matter uh, because uh, each one is a different type. Um, That which is going to be for a chatat is going to be the female sheep, and that—that's one year; that's in its first year. Um they we would say when when we say one year old means it means they passed their first year. That means uh uh they're on to two. But in uh in uh, uh um in the Talmudic um, way of counting years a uh, year one is the first year from zero to one okay so that's a female sheep and so that one's going to be obviously a hatat the one uh, 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 for an olah, you bring a male sheep in its first year so that's then you know what that's going to be and for a shalami bring a ram that means a male sheep that is over one year in its second year and so even if you don't designate them it's clear which one is which Okay, now we have a Braita that's going to um, give us more details about the shaving process. So this is going to support the opinion of Rabbi Uda that the shaving is done right after the Shlamim offering because the Pasuk says, let's look at it inside together, here, um, it talks about here the uh, uh, um, uh, the offerings, and then. Alright, we're gonna analyze all the parts of this pasuk. So let's see it carefully. The Nazir is going to shave his uh is going to shave at the entrance of Ohil Mo'ed. Now we're gonna see a f- number of different ter- interpretations of what this means. Nobody thinks it means literally at the entrance of Ohil Mo'ed, because that would be kind of a desecration. It's not a barbershop there. Okay, so we'll see what else this means. Um his head, and he's gonna take that uh sear, that, that hair that he cuts, and he's gonna put it on the fire under the sacrifice of the Shalamim. The Shalamim is boiled in a pot, and so there's fire under the pot, and you take the hair, it's a bit unusual, and uh, we take the hair and we put it and burn it in the fire under the pot of the Shalamim. It's gonna get even more, a little, a little, even more unusual. We take some of the gravy from the, from the pot that's boiling and put it on, and put it on the hair and then put the whole thing underneath, as we'll see in a few minutes. Okay, so now, um, so what what does this pasuk mean? Petach ohel mo'ed. If ohel mo'ed is not literal, then what does it mean? Oh, well, ohel mo'ed is also mentioned in another place. Um, In the beginning of Ayikra, when it's talking about all the different uh, types of korbanot one brings, it talks about the shelamim, and it says, ushchato petach ohel mo'ed. So we're making a gezerah shavah, it says ohel mo'ed regarding shelamim. And it says ohel mo'ed over here, that the Nazir cuts his hair at the entrance of Ohel Shelamim. So at the entrance of Ohel Shelamim is a way of saying, um, uh, together with the Shelamim offering. Okay. And now, as is the typical Midrashic style, it gives hypothesis and then it presents the opposite to say, well, maybe you can say, argue the opposite way. So you say that Moed means with the Shelamim, Based on the based on Gezerah Shavah, maybe not. Maybe it means literally. He takes a haircut at in front of Ohrim Um That would be you know in front of the in in front of the Kodesh, like we had in this picture, right? He'll go. I'll go right in front over here, and they'll take a haircut right there, right? Set up a barber a barber chair and take a haircut, right? Does that make sense? And we say no. The Brayta uh, continues, um, and says um, here. Amarta imken derech No, that would be a, that would be degrading to the mikdash. So it can't mean that. Rather, it must mean with the shelamim Okay, that is tanakama. The B'raita continues uh, with Rabbi Yoshia Omer enosari chare amratoralo talle b'malot al kavach Omer lederech b'zeyon. Rabbi Yoshaya basically agrees with Tanakama. He's just saying you didn't even have to get into this Hava Amina to say possibly that Ohal Moed could could mean literally that you take a haircut, because we know from a different law that um, you cannot. You have steps um, next to the Mizbah has to be a ramp. Uh, why? Because it would be degrading for the Kohen if it, when when you're walking, walking up steps you have to take wider strides, and uh, that's uh, that's the degrading. To take such wide strides, take small steps. Um, keep keep it together, and then his, his robe doesn't uh, open up so much. So that's more modest for the kohen uh, when he's walking up uh, the mizbeach. So if we know from that that that's very little degradation. I mean, you know, in uh, in, in uh, palaces and fancy places all over, you have steps, right? It's not a that's not a big deal. Even that, no, we say have a ramp because even that small amount of degradation of uh, of taking a large step. Is prohibited. So all the more, all the more so, taking a haircut, which really is uh, um, a degradation, right? You wouldn't, you wouldn't go take a haircut in, night even in your own living room, uh, uh, not, not to not to say any kind of fancy place. And so Rabbi Yoshe is like, no, there's no possibility that anybody ever would have thought that you take a haircut in front of Ohr Moed. So basically, he's agreeing, yes, Ohr Moed means something figurative. Um, and so, as we saw before, it means that it's together with the Shalamim. Now we have something very unusual. In the printed Talmud, uh, it says, Nusach acher B'midrash B'parashat Naso Right? Look in the printed edition. It says this. It's in brackets, but you know, before the brackets were there, it just said that. And it says there's another version of that Midrash, and it gives a page number of that Midrash. Now, this is, in fact, found in uh, Midrash Rabbah. Um, but uh, and but the page number is t- from to a printed edition, not our usual printed edition. But clearly, this is a uh, insertion that does not belong here and that is not original to the Talmud, because the Talmud obviously is um, was composed way before printing. Um, and in fact, if we look at the manuscripts, uh, we can see that this is only in the printed edition. Um, and is not found, is only in the Vilna edition, in fact, is not found in the Venezia. that's the second line, is the first printed edition, is not found in any of the other two manuscripts that we have. So this Nusach someone put it in the margin, some student or whatever, put it in the margin of, uh, of, uh, of some uh, some uh, printed edition, because this is actually added in later than printing. And somehow, a later printer stuck it right into the text of the Talmud, um, but uh, we put it in brackets because, obviously, it does not belong in the Talmud. All right, well, we'll read it anyway, because it is uh, interesting to compare different versions of, the, of a Midrash. It's uh, basically the same as one we just said, except that the whole thing is said by to be Yoshia um so we gilakh nazir the besh yem med beshtamin مكتوب מתבער says he should shave the nazir should shave with the shlamim so is that true or no or maybe it means literally in at the ohel moed it some abbreviates the rest of it imkena la tora lo taaleh ka va chomed petach moed el beshtamin مكتوب מתבער no if so that would be that would be degrading and if we learn from the fact that there has to you can not have steps because that's taking that, then you'd be uh the Quran would be taking too wide, uh, um, his steps would be too wide, and that would be degrading. If that's still into small denigration, and the Torah prohibits that, for sure taking a haircut would not be allowed. Therefore, we see the Almohad is not literal that he cuts his hair there, rather, it's talking about with the Shilamim. Okay, this is basically the same, except that it's all in the name of it to be Yoshiah. Now, um, Rabbi Yisachar said, "Eino sar'i charehu Omer, velakach etzar rosh nizra, venatan al ha'esh. Omi mi she no mechusar ella l'kicha u'netina. Ya'sa azeh shu mechusar l'kicha v'hav l'kicha haba'au Rabbi Yisachar says, "I don't need your roundabout derivation that the um, uh, that the that the Nazir cuts his hair." immediately after the shalamim he has to do it right there right back to back with the shalamim i don't need your roundabout derivation that well it can't be all literally because that's a denigration i can learn it from the pasuk itself since it says that he's going to take his hair and put it on the fire so you see that he's doing just two actions taking the hair putting it on the fire that means he has to be there immediately where the fire is so well one can only do that if he's missing only taking and putting take the hair put it under the fire and that excludes someone who has to take it bring it and place it under the fire and therefore if we took it literally al Mu'ed means he's going to um take a haircut al Mu'ed, and then he's going to burn it where does where does he usually burn the shalamim there was a chamber special for, for Nizirim, um, one of the chambers in Ezrat HaNashim. And so he could burn it there. That's where you'd usually burn it. You actually could. It's a Shalamim. So you could burn it anywhere in Jerusalem. So, therefore, if you would do the haircut at the entrance, up on the stairs there and uh, then you'd have to take it and you'd have to bring it you would have to add another step to take it to the place where you are burning the shelamim offering and then you're adding another step and the Pasukta says Velakach, and then immediately Venatan. and so that's how we, he derives that yes in fact the cutting of the hair has to be at the immediately after and at the spot of the burning of the Shalemim Okay, that's one version of thebilaq. There's another version of thebilaq. that's basically the same, It just splits it into um, another step. We're talking about the with the Shilamim. that's when you cut the hair. does it mean does almoed mean with the Shilamim? or does it mean literally? That we're going to take the haircut up uh, and the front, and the entrance. That's why it says take the hair um, uh, there and put it under the fire immediately. So it has to be in the same place where you're cooking. That's also where you make the haircut. Okay, that's all. And that's the second version of the bishrak. Ala baḥanan, umm el petach ol mo'ed. en petach ol mo'ed patuach, completely different from petach ol mo'ed. It's talking about the window of time. Uh, petach ol mo'ed means at the opening when ol mo'ed is open, open for business. That's during the daytime. The beta miktash as well and the Anamishkan is only open during the daytime, they open it r- early in the morning and they close the gates at night. At night, there's no, uh, there's no um, uh, significant activity, just the burning of the leftovers. And so no one's doing anything at night. And so too, the Nazir has to cut his hair during the daytime. And that's what we learn Petach al-Moed, when al Moed is open for business. Rabbi Shimon Omer. Vigilacha Nazir Petachol Moed. Velo Nazira. Rabbi Shimon is going to learn something else from, from this Pasuk. That uh, only a male Nazir cuts his hair in front of Oil Moed. That's going to be in public. Whereas a nazira female, does not. Um, it does not cut her hair in the sanctuary, not in public. Why? Because the young priests will be aroused. They're going to see this her hair uncovered, and um, while it's being cut, and by seeing that, uh, we they're going to be aroused. So therefore, for a man we can do it, but for women we're going to do it somewhere else in private. So the sager said to Rabbi Shimon Shizuri, he says, no, that doesn't make sense because look at the sota. The sota says you place her before Hashem. That means in the Bet Hamikdash, in a public place, and for the sota, we don't, and, and we open up and dishevel her hair, uh, also tear her garment. And so that's a similar action for, to a woman, and we don't say, we don't worry that the young priests are going to become aroused, and therefore we shouldn't have to worry about this regarding Nazir either. And so Nazira should be able to cut her hair, and also in public, <laughs> said, no, no, it's different. Because a Nazir puts on uh, eye uh, uh, eye makeup and blush. Um, here's the eye makeup, like kahol, is blue. They put on blue eyeshadow. They would get it from this mineral here. And here's a tube and a stick that they would use, an applicator. Um, so this was, uh, you know, very fancy. And so a Nazir, she doesn't have to dress up for the occasion, but the point is she can. And so she may very well look beautiful. And uh, then uncovering your hair, and that's a problem in public. Uh, but the sota is actually disheveled. We we don't we 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 she doesn't put on makeup, and uh, her hair is uncovered in a disheveled way and torn. And so um the the young priest will not be aroused by the sota, and so that's how he defends his opinion. Next mishnah. <laughs> Now, after you take they cuts the cuts his hair and he's doing it after the shalamim let's assume a, a near right near the place where the shalamim is being cooked, he takes his takes the hair some of it and he puts it under the pot where the uh, where the where the where it's being offered. Um, uh, right uh, in the fire under the pot of the shulamim okay now that's only if it's not, if he does it right there wherever you know in the bet mitdash in that chamber but if he's if he uh, if he shaves his hair outside outside the medina this could mean outside the bet mitdash outside jerusalem that makes sense outside jerusalem because the shulamim you can actually can cook it anywhere in jerusalem so anywhere in jerusalem he might be right near the fire and you put the hair in the fire but if he happens to cut his hair outside of jerusalem then you can't put it under the fire. So then you don't, right? You don't put it under the fire. All this that we've been talking about is a Nazir that makes it all the way to the end, his concluding sacrifices, as a tahara. But if he becomes tameh Lamet, in the middle, and has to negate all the days before, and he also brings three Korbanot, and he also cuts his hair, he does not put his hair under, uh, under the fire. Uh, in fact, the, um, uh, the Nazir, uh, Nazir, when he's Tameh, does not even have a Shalamim. He, so he doesn't definitely doesn't put it under Shalamim. He doesn't put it under any of the sacrifices. This is only for um, Nazir tahara. That's tanakama. We're going to see tanakama's uh, opinion repeated um, at the end of the staff. There is another opinion. Rabbi Meir Meir Disagrees and says in three out of the four cases one would put the hair under the fire. All except for if he's Tameh and he's outside of Jerusalem then he does not put the hair under the fire. Well Rabbi Meir will say what he does with it. He buries it. But in all other cases if he's in Jerusalem even if he's Tameh he puts it under one of the sacrifices. We'll see which one. And if he's tahor, no matter where he is, he finds a way to bring it and put it under the fire. That's according to the Bimeir. Gemara. Notel se'ar rosh nizro. Back to the same pasuk. banan abana. V'acharkach notel atarotev ve'noten al se'ar rosh nizro. So we're going to learn a couple of halachot here. Number one, you take some of the gravy in, from the pot of the shalamim and you put the gravy onto the hair and then you take that gravy and hair combination shel shelamim, and you put it under the fire of the yasa. And if, instead of the shalamim he puts it under the chatat or under the asham, then he has fulfilled his obligation. Note that "asham" is only for the nazir tameh. Okay, so we ask, "Asham ben nazir tahor miika?" What do you mean, "asham"? He doesn't have an. Uh, uh, what do you mean, "asham"? Uh, uh, nazir tahor doesn't have an "asham." Amar Ravah marvim nazir tameh meshaleh tahadud shel asham yasa. Ravah explains that if he's a nazir tameh, a nazir tameh doesn't have a shelamim. He has an Asham instead. So, if he, since he doesn't have a Shalamim, he can't possibly put it under the Shalamim. So, Rav explains that this line is talking about Nazir Tameh. And if he puts it under the, the Hashem, then he fulfills obligation. In fact, he would have to put it under the Asham. Okay. Okay. Um, and now, what's the source for uh, all this? the Amar Asher Zebach Yehe So this thing with the gravy, we learn from this extra word, Zebach. She could have just said, Tachat HaShelamim. What do you mean, Zebach HaShelamim? So Zebach means the sacrifice of the Shelamim. We learn from this that part of the sacrifice of the Shelamim has to be under uh, has to be under the rest of the shelamim. Has to be on the fire, right? Because as you put it on the fire, which is under the um, the shelamim, so you have to have zevach, some kind, something immediately on top of the fire, and then put the hair. So how could you do that? You can't take any of the meat and put it. You can't burn the meat. Um, uh, on, on the fire. You're not allowed. It has to be boiled. But what you can do is take some of the gravy. And that's how we learned that you take some of the gravy, mix it with the water, and that's the zevach that you're going put some of the zevach also under the shalamim together with the hair. Okay, from the zevach should be under it. If you put it under um, uh, under the hatat. Then you're fulfilled. That's okay. Maita Ma Kebra Kera Zebach. Leda boteta chat veh asham. Since it says zebachim, that extra word. That, so we learn, yes shalim is the chatat, but zebach is chatat and asham also are good. Chatam would be the abad, asham would be for nazir tameh. Hold on, you can't use this zebach again. It's already spoken for. We already used it to teach that you mix the gravy. And so we answer, No, if it was just to teach gravy, it would have said that more explicitly from the gravy of the shelamim. From the word zebach, we learn that, that it comes to include you could put the fire under lechatat and asham. Okay. Obviously, you can't put it on the, on the olad. The olad doesn't doesn't boil, right? Olad all goes on the on the altar. Okay. Hold on. Maybe the word zevach is teaching us it uh, is only teaching us that you can burn the hair under the chatat and asham, and it has nothing to do with the gravy. How could you learn two things from this? And we answer, No, if it was teaching just the types of um, sacrifices, it would have said and also Zevach, you could also put it under the khatat and But from the fact that it says Zevach before shelamim, zebach of the shelamim, we learn it's a part of the shelamim, means the gravy, which comes from the shelamim. And so from the order and choice of words, we can actually learn two things. From one phrase, and lastly, tenor banan. We already saw the in the Mishnah, and here repeats it and adds another detail that all people would put their hair, all nizirim would put their hair under uh, under the pot and burn it in that fire, uh, except for a Tameh, uh, a naziru became tame in the middle and also was outside of Jerusalem um because in that case he just buries it but in all other cases if he's tahor no matter where he is and if he's tameh uh meaning he's he concluded his tumah uh, um, uh, rituals and he's in Jerusalem he puts it on the under the fire rabbi udaomer this is a new new um Opinion that we didn't see in the Mishnah yet. He makes an even split down the middle. Two and two. If you're tahor, no matter where you are, you put it under the fire. And if it's Nazir Tameh, no matter where he is, he does not put it under the fire. And finally, He says in three out of four cases, you do not put it under the fire, so everybody would not put the hair under the fire, except for one case: if he's tahod and in the mikdash, because that is the proper mitzvah. You're supposed to do it right there, in the in in the either in the mikdash courtyard or somewhere in Jerusalem. That's where you're burning the shelamim, and immediately while you're standing there, you take a haircut and puts it under. That's the proper way to do it. If you do it in, in any other way, either he's tameh or he's outside. Jerusalem, then he does not uh, bring it at all. And this was the Tanakama that was in the Mishnah. Baruch Adonai Amen v'amen.